Hi, everybody. It's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I have another case study to, to meet with and chat with today. I'm going to share Ryan's story. Ryan's calling in from the US. Thank you so much for your time and welcome. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Ryan and I have touched base and crossed paths. Um, and I am just honestly a little bit like this delighted to see Ryan on the other side of his journey. So first of all, congratulations. And why don't you give the listeners a brief beginning of Ryan, you know, a few years back, maybe. Sure. Uh, so I actually moved to the United States a few years ago um, from Canada. I'm born and raised in the Toronto area. And I actually have navigated what I consider not quite right and neural circuit dizziness for approximately 12, 13 years now. And it's, you know, a typical onset for me was through traditional vertigo. It's actually happened multiple times throughout that 12, 13 year period. And each time I have that traditional vertigo room spinning sensation, it actually propelled the not quite right feelings and symptoms. And that was just interesting because that was the very first time for me to go through something like that. Normally when stuff was off, I'd immediately resettle and balance and it would almost be an afterthought. And on and away I went with my day. But this time I had to navigate it a completely different way. And, and that's been going on for about 12, 13 years. And it sort of took me to sunny California in the United States right now, closer to my family. Um, and a lot of decisions that I made along the way with that for the betterment of myself. Yeah. And would you say you identify a little bit with triple PD? Absolutely. So initially I identified with what I'd consider more malady debarkman syndrome, MDDS. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to say that over time, it's a little bit of a combination of both to be truthful. And um, as you know, that can happen. It's not necessarily one box, one position. Sometimes you have overlapping symptoms and overlapping not quite right feelings. And mine would probably be in a mix of triple PD as well as malady debarkman syndrome. So today I want to talk a little bit about what role did the Rock City program play for your healing and feel free to discuss some of the avenues you looked at because a lot of people will go on the goose chase, talk to a lot of health professionals, um, put a lot of time and money and I want you just to share with the listeners where did the Rock City program fit for you? Sure. Um, so I have to say first and foremost, when I first saw the Rock Steady program in general, and I actually read your book, um, Rock Steady, prior to that, um, the way that it came about, I'm just going to spend a minute and say this. I owe a lot um, to my brother. He, my, my brother's name is Robert. He's connected with the Rock Steady community as well. He does not navigate not quite right feelings on a consistent chronic basis, but he's done a lot to what I consider help support me, especially on the early onset of what I've been navigating through. And there were many frustrating days and upsetting days. And my brother helped push me in the direction of what he felt would be even better support. So he actually brought it up on the old Rocksteady uh, book as well as the program. So I read the book and I thought the book was a great introduction to feeling um, you know, what other people might be feeling. It was almost like reading something and saying, wait a sec, there's other people consistently that it's not just vertigo. There's so many other minutiae related to dizziness and there's other people that are really navigating this on a global basis. But then if I wanted to take it further and actually say, well, how do I get better? Like, what are the things that I need to do to start feeling better? What are the things that I need to do to, you know, even just have the support within a community? That's where I turned to the program. 
And again, thank you to Rob because he was somebody that I spoke to about that consistently, um, about the way that that should really evolve. And sometimes he gave me that extra nudge that I needed at the time. And then I started to work within the program modules and take it step by step without categorizing what I was doing. It wasn't like the same thing of going to school and sitting in front of a computer and checking the box to do these things. It was more so learning more about my body and how I can feel more grounded. And I took that approach every time that I looked at a different module or heard a different exercise. And you know, you have a lot of really nice materials out there, Joey, truthfully. So thank you for supporting this whole initiative substantially. I have to say that because that is, I don't want that ever not recognized. There's so much support behind what you provided and you're the real facilitator to actually get this discussion and more started. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, I was even just been navigating a little knee injury myself. And it's interesting going through the process of like being given rehab exercises or having to do the MRIs and the doctors and the referrals. And, um, you know, there, there's not, there's not the conversation of listening to the body or, um, and, and I feel like it doesn't really matter where we're aching in the body or, you know, where the pain point is even if it's a, a mental or emotional belief system at that point in our lives, it's always important to come back to this conversation of how can I support myself? How can I nourish myself? And how can I sort of use all the expertise of the outer world and the MRI scans and the physio rehab routines, but remove the rigidity and come back into trust. And I feel like the rock steady process is just constantly helping regardless of what shows up in, in life. And it sounds like, um, do you want to share a little bit about perhaps some resistance you may have had to actually logging in and getting going from that self-study point of view? Because I know in the beginning, it's very seductive just to say, somebody fix me, just somebody explain this and somebody fix me. I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted and I'm done. Talk about the journey of resistance and actually starting to make some movement in that direction of self-study. Sure. Um, I have to say that I think this area is one of those aha moments that somebody hopefully gets to at some point. Mm -hmm. And there is no um, judgment, shame for those that take a while or longer or years to get there, as you know, and you promote, because everybody's got a very specific journey and also a very specific belief pattern leading up into that moment of a potential aha. So it's interesting how you're saying about your knee, and I'm sorry about that again, as you probably know well, but just from you know, various people that par uh, partake in the Rocksteady program, I did a lot of stuff well before the program, um, a lot. And you know, I would have to say that none of it was horrendous or bad or not worth going to. Every doctor was trying, every, every doctor I spoke to, that's what they knew, you know, within their area of expertise for what they were navigating, they, they knew how to apply X, Y, and Z. Was it frustrating for me? Absolutely, I'm a human being. It was really frustrating to wake up what you consider sick at the time. And I actually wanna get back to that because I changed the label of that and that actually helped me as well. Um, but initially, Joey, you know, after all these scans, blood tests, um, I actually did quite a lot of PT at one time. I went to various clinics for, you know, vestibular physiotherapy. Uh, I did a lot of, as I'm sure you can imagine, testing of the, you know, within the ears, the nerves, et cetera. 
I was still at the particular point back in 2019 where I had another vertigo attack. And at that point, the not quite right symptoms, like they came back and they were significant. So I actually had a very brief um, period of time where I completely felt, and brief is actually an understatement, it felt like the symptoms had gone away. And that might have been true synaptic neural rewiring that was occurring just with a lot of the things that I was doing without putting that in my brain that I was doing it. So initially when I got you know, the first attack and a lot of these not quite right symptoms came up, it took a couple of years for me just to settle back into some sort of routine and unfortunately, I didn't have a rock steady program at the time. This was 2011, and I wasn't aware of yourself and others in the industry who could potentially help me. But when I had that other attack come back and I started to look around and navigate, rock steady came up. And, you know, again, my brother Rob, who assisted on that from the perspective of finding that. So when I first read the book, I thought, I got to get this program. It's a no brainer. I actually started to read the book immediately. And between the book, I went and purchased the program. Because it's very much, if you relate to something, then, then you really got to thrust yourself into it at some point if you feel that you're ready to. Well, so, you know, just, just that's, that's the analogy. It's like reading a book on how do I play the piano, but never getting a piano or you know, a teacher, something to help you go from the idea of playing the piano to actually playing the piano. And that, the, the programs are nuts and bolts of implementing, well, what do I do when I feel confused? What do I do yes. when I feel stuck? What do I do when I don't believe in myself? What do I do when I just feel so dead-ended? The program has the tools. That's right. And, and it's really, you know, you can almost think of the program and the analogy of the rock steady being the cover and the program is the meat of the practice behind that and the support. And that's what I found. Now, unfortunately, and that just happens with everybody's healing journey, it took me a good year, a year and a half to even log it. Mm. which might seem odd, but it's, it's really not. It's really depends on where your head's at, what you're feeling, what you're already going through. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I always had this little list of, did I, did I do that? Have I seen that person? What about this person I heard of, you know, and I could go through each of those, but to save you that story, I basically came to the reality at some point, my symptoms are still present. I still feel not quite right every day. Um, it, it isn't easy. And I have this wonderful program on the side that people still rave about. You have case studies of people who felt better because of it. And it's in front of me. And I, I need to take a look at this. I just want to pause here and say, A, it's actually not uncommon. I've heard of people buying the program and not being too afraid to log in because they're like, this is my last thing. If this doesn't work, I'm going to really freak out. And then I'll feel like a full failure. So it's like, I'm scared to even get going because I've tried all these gazillion experts and, you know, <clears throat> they feel like they're really dead ended and they've tried everything possible, which is never quite true, by the way, but that's, that's the belief system. And then they think, well, if rock steady doesn't work for me, then what, then I'll just feel like my life is over. So that conversation is somewhat common. Um, however, what I really want to say to that, if anyone's listening and, and, um, Ryan and I would love to save you that year and a half of not logging in is Absolutely. it's not, it's, we have to remember, it's not about having a final destination and I'm not the magic cure. It's not about Joey healing you. And it's not about the program healing you. It's an educational process of trialing. Okay. What feels right? How can I get clear on what my new normal is anyway? Cause if I'm not clear on my new normal, 
it's very difficult to <clears throat> methodically build it. So the program gives you the tools to really strip back what matters to you and <clears throat> to de-identify and de-emphasize the symptoms that may have been so loud and strong in your life for a very long time. And we get quite addicted to those, they're seductive. And it's a trauma pattern of this fight, flight, freeze, fawn. I feel like my life is threatened because these symptoms are ruining my life. So we get caught up in this trauma loop. The Rocksteady program helps you deactivate the trauma loop, come back into your center, reconnect with what is safe and what is working and um, and then get the clarity in your mind because we've got to bust through some confusion. Get the clarity to say, well, actually what I really want is to feel relaxed and calm in my body. I want to trust my body. And those three things are what I'm going to focus on all day. And so we start to really bring it down to those micro steps. So I think if you are afraid of logging in, really honor that. But at some point we have to remember it's about getting the education of and actually walking the walk of trial and error so there is no failure because if something doesn't work or doesn't feel right we just try the next thing right we it's it's always about revisiting and experimenting revisiting and experimenting so back to you ryan yeah what i wanted to say there is i mean from somebody who's been you know i intro that I, I this is not my first day with not quite right like i've been here you know in this in this particular uh, navigation and journey for some time what you said is pretty much bang on as it relates, especially to a journey. You know, I understand that we're used to, and I can't speak for everybody in the world, but where I live and where I'm come from, come from, it's uh, very much pill related. You take a pill, you might feel better, and that's sometimes the case for some people, and that sometimes is necessary. However, if you look at the program as the same way as you know, I just got to do this and I'll be better. I don't think that's going to be the best chance for success. For me, what, what it is, is the program is going to really help you think differently, take the time to think differently, feel more of your emotions and your internal balance and what that is within you and guide you along the way of getting what I consider more of your healing journey. So if you approach it from a, well, I just got to do this and I'll get through it. It's a 12 week or a six week program. I'm sure some people could see success like that. That wouldn't work for me. For me, it was really clicking on what you were actually saying a little bit in your messages in general within the program and the modules is take a step back, take a step back and slow down for a second. Like if I even go into module three, if you don't mind me saying, and, and, and you, you know, you're speaking significantly about what it is like to body scan and get into the habit of not checking the box because you body scan, but really feeling yourself and feeling your body and feeling grounded. And actually another one of your videos that you mentioned that always hits home with me is you mentioned getting vertigo in the car one day and you said, you know what, that's a very scary thing. But the first thing I tried to do is feel my seatbelt and feel the car and the wheel. So I actually felt that, you know, I myself in space, I'm still here and I'll be okay. And that's like a major signal of trying to heal and get better and have symptoms decrease is just understanding the balance within that. And I think the program really, for me, made me think differently. It, it, it made me take a step back. Week three was a prime example of that. Um, even when you say sometimes take the whole day off during the week, you can take a day where you do nothing. You could always go clean your house. You could always go, you know, work out for two more hours, um, fill your day by doing X, Y, and Z. But 
take some time to relax and actually let yourself relax. And those are some of the things and tips that I've gone through and, and have helped me over time. Yeah. And you spot on because I think we can get very, you know, the, the trauma response takes us into this problem solving. Well, I've got to fix it and, and I need a program and it's got to be like this. And there's a lot of rigidity and it's outcome based. So it's like, well, if my symptoms go away, then I'm good. And if my symptoms exacerbate, then I'm bad. And it's like, well, actually the program is for life. It's a way of life. It's a philo philosophical change. And what happens is rather than really focusing in on, on symptoms and rigidity and certain exercises or whatnot, we start to go, okay, well, how am I today? Can I be genuinely curious? Like maybe I'm cluttered today. Well, how can I support that? Well, maybe my symptoms are a bit louder today and maybe there's a good reason my symptoms are a bit louder today. How can I meet that? How can I bring loving kindness into how I am in this moment? And by doing that, we shift out of the trauma response, which is more of this, um, this, the sort of extremes of the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. And so there's chemical reactions going on that are really unhelpful and inhibit neuroplasticity. But if we can drop into the compassion and loving kindness and curiosity and non-judgmental approach, where we meet ourselves as we are with curiosity and we lean in and explore and take this trial and error approach of, well, how can I nurture myself through this moment? Because just because I feel like this now doesn't need to ruin my whole day. I've got tools, I've got skills. It's this non-judgmental approach that actually shifts the chemistry. A different part of our brain is active. New neural pathways are now able to open up and explore and, and experiment because we're not locked in those trauma cycles. And so the Rocksteady program, it's really giving us an entire new look on life. And in any challenging situation, we can respond with, um, with presence, you know. And I, I, if I could summarize Rocksteady for me in a sentence, it's accepting reality with agency um, and grace. Because we can't control how the day is going to land and what's going to happen in the outer world but we can respond with acceptance of the reality of how it, how it is. And when I say we have agency and grace, that means I can accept it and then I can choose what I do with what I'm sensing. I've got all these gauges in my body, these markers, this data I'm collecting through the Rocksteady tools. You learn how to close your eyes and deeply explore your inner world and collect this information. Then you choose what you do with it. That's powerful. And the grace piece is, well, Part of this is so complex and bigger than me, this life force business. Like, I don't know how a seed turns into a seedling, turns into a tree. There's something bigger going on here in this neural patterning and in my healing that I have to sort of surrender, allow and accept. I've got to be willing to feel it and then also let go and move on. So I think that process is not really something we can read in a book. It's something we have to explore little by little. And as you're saying, that moment of having a vertigo incident in the car on a highway driving fast pace was one of those moments for me. I had to sort of really choose wisely because I could have injured people. Yeah. Have you had any, have you had any little moments of grace in your journey where you start feeling like, you know what? I have a choice here. It's a choice point, isn't it? Which is from module six. Can you remember any of those? Yes. <laughs> Um, there's been several dates, you know, over the years that have come up that were choice, choice moments to be truthful. Um, and they might've stemmed from a lot of frustration and anger and sadness, um, and, and, and not always acceptance, like there's differences there, 
you know, acceptance doesn't mean, and I'm speaking to, you know, everybody that's listening, Joey, I know you know this so well, acceptance doesn't mean you accept and don't act on what you feel when you feel bad. It just simply means that you understand what you're working with Absolutely. and you start to relate to it more. So I did have these moments for sure. I, um, and I'd be lying if I told you I still don't have these moments where you have to make an active choice on what you're doing here within your journey. I mean, there's, there's times when I used to, I'd be dizzy and I would literally, I'd turn to the right and I would look at a different object to see how dizzy I was. That wasn't good. That wasn't something that was part of, uh, for me personally, that wasn't something that was helpful. It was not the same as respecting and feeling what I'm going through and then turning that into, you know, what I'd consider practices that can help with my brain rewiring. So you actually speak about this during the modules about crafting your own program. And that's something I think I wanted to just quickly touch upon here is that, you know, the program gives you a lot to work with. It's not just, you know, a recording. There are intro recordings that are significant by you and provided by you that are really helpful. To me, those are some of the best, by the way. I think those are really, really helpful for what I've been dealing with and working with, I should say. Um, and crafting the own program around this makes more sense considering how everybody can be feeling different sensations. And, and so it makes sense to figure out what's best for you, but you're giving all the tools to work with to actually craft that for you. And it's important. So what you said about acceptance is spot on. It's not, some people think acceptance means giving up. Like, oh, this is just yeah. the way, like, you know, and, and I think that's really tolerating, you know, um, but acceptance is sort of looking at all the information with accuracy, being realistic, and then making a really solid responsive choice that moves you in the direction of your new normal. So we are building the neural pathways based on what is here right now, not what I think it should be, or not what I wish it could be in the future. So we're not past or future. We're going right, this is it right now. I'm accepting this as what it is and I'm going to make choices based on what it actually is. So that's a perfect description of acceptance and it's a very active thing. Yes. Um, it's not passive, it's active. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you were, you were talking about the program and crafting your own journey and choosing what feels right for you. Again, that gives us agency and choice. We're not sitting back and being handed a generic cookie cutter. We'll do this and repeat it three times and do that and repeat it two times we're actually stopping and responding to the body and saying, well, what will nurture me most in this moment? And if I have no idea, can I have the humility and the bravery and courage to just try something and go, well, how does it land? But giving ourselves that choice and empowerment really starts to shift us out of the trauma patterns because trauma really comes back to that big word of powerlessness. We feel like things are happening to us and we don't understand it, we can't integrate it, the nervous system freaks out, we dissociate, we freeze, we fight, we flight, we try and please everybody else and we really abandon ourselves in some way. When we come back into being able to see reality, feel through it and choose, that is a direct opposite of a trauma pattern. And then if we can bring in that empathic care and empathic witness and that compassion and kindness towards ourselves, we are really reversing the trauma patterns. And when I say trauma patterns, I mean all the little micro traumas we have in life, whether it's, you know, falling off the table as a kid and no one was there to comfort us or explain what went on or in the playground or, you know, all the argy-bargy that goes on in family systems and just in the world in general. 
things can happen to us and to our body that make us feel bad, make us feel wrong, make us hold shame. And many times there is not a present available emotionally balanced adult there to explain what happened to us so our neurons actually lock that message in well I'm bad I'm wrong I'm not good enough I'm inadequate I need to buy this I need to get that PhD I need to improve because the world is constantly telling me I'm not enough I'm not good enough so and all of this is is pretty standard um standard experience at the minute on the planet so the rock steady process really helps us to meet some of those beliefs change some of those neural wiring step off the trauma kind of cycles and start to accept the reality and choose get that empowerment back take responsibility um and as you said ryan understand where we need support along the way both support from ourself and potentially a close circle of support from um, our inner community yeah i i have to say that the whole thought process behind rocksteady's program is where I, I mean, I'm just being honest, if I receive medical clearance, because you speak about that often, and I firmly believe that just because of the fact that I understand going to get a test to make sure, you know, it's not something else or what you're working with, or maybe getting more tips and hints about what it could be. But once you have medical clearance, um, and even beforehand, as you said earlier, Joey, the program in general helps regardless of if you're navigating something that a doctor knows how to treat, or is unaware of exactly how to treat it. But I will say that like I did so much navigation within that year and a half um, around other books that I was reading on like EDMR therapy or um, what I'd consider true trauma and how it's not related to just, you know, people think of uh, obviously trauma in the, in the state of like an accident of death of a loved one, um, sexual abuse, you know, these awful things that, you know, unfortunately life can present, but it's also trauma from a lot of other things. and your program actually gets into that. It's like, you don't need to go see um, five other specialists as an example to figure out, well, I'm seeing somebody. So that actually makes me feel better because I'm seeing them in person and they're able to do this one exercise with me. You're sort of condensing that in the right type of format and program for the right audience. And that's what Rocksteady is. And to be truthful, when you're lost, it's a very good container to go to right away. It's like the support system and the support network you have. Um, if you're lucky enough and fortunate to have a support network of loved ones or even of professionals who you can work with, that's great. I mean, that, that can help for sure. But that's supportive to actually having this particular program, in my opinion, because it relates directly to what you're feeling. Sometimes those professionals don't know exactly the way that you feel. The program kind of does. Yeah. And you know what? I think even, even for myself and my private clients, they have to go through the rock steady process and that the reason for that is i can't give them that self-study process in a therapy session right i could give them the odd tool i can definitely help bring in the voice of compassion i can help with some some difficult places of being stuck but they're just tiny little bits along the neuroplasticity process of building the new normal the program allows them 24 7 to have the choice and the exploration in any moment doesn't matter if they're feeling high and joyful and ecstatic maybe neutral and numb and a bit gray or whether they're feeling very low very very dark and in a very difficult place the program helps them say okay well how can i meet this and you know waiting for a therapy session once a week once a fortnight once a month 
is a completely different process. It's not to say it's not worthy or it's not useful. It is. The program is complementing that because it's giving us the tools. And and hopefully, if for those of you out there who are seeing therapists, hopefully what they're teaching you and the skills you're learning in therapy are just helping you fine-tune and hone in on, on how to best sort of take control of how you use the program. So um, sometimes clients really do need help with self-compassion, for example. Like they will just have no idea how to be compassionate and kind and mindful and non-judgmental towards themselves. So some therapy there can be good to really hone in on that skill set. And then you go back into the program and you can dive in and out wherever you choose because you've now got that added skill. So I think it's it's good to not put all your eggs in one basket um, and, and to be mindful that it is a multimodal healing process. Our neural maps are so complex and interconnected. It's very unlikely that a yoga class is going to heal or a mindfulness app or a, a cognitive behavioral therapy. Like that's just a very simplistic way of looking at a super complex situation. And the Rocksteady program takes time to look at body posture, breath work, beliefs, mindset, dialogue, our inner conversations, um, our connection to spirit and self and values. It's very multimodal, which means you're, you're looking into all those missing jigsaw puzzles. So the full neural network has more opportunity to really consolidate. Yeah, and I firmly believe that it is, I mean, it's two things. One is going back to, it's not, it's not about the end goal, quote unquote, like it's really much, very much a journey. The program itself is a journey. It's a journey to craft with a lot of different areas, the way that the neural rewiring takes place. And in all honesty, that's kind of exactly what I was referring to, where you can still have support, you can still have books, you know, whatever you want to go through that, you, that, that helps craft that better for you, but it's very complimentary. And to be truthful, I would, I would personally guide somebody to go through the program because of the fact that that touches on some of the things you're going to learn about, except you're providing it in a very, um, what I'd consider relaxing way. Like the, the actual idea is not to, you know, rush to class and write down this and, you know, the way that university or, you know, PhDs or studying might be, this is more about yourself. Are you honoring the fact that you're going to take the time Mm -hmm. to navigate this particular journey? And that to me was a click and more of a aha where I actually decided um, a while ago, the way that I was going to go and approach this was to be very loving toward what I'm trying to achieve. Because I was very much truthfully more of a black and white type A in some ways, maybe a little harder on myself um, in general. I think I never really thought that I was, but if I was you know, evaluating it, some of my speech and my language even, if you can look at the program and get into that, the program itself will speak about the way that you almost want to curb that a little bit for the right reasons. Instead of like you know, saying to you, Joey, well, I have a dizziness problem. You know, the words I have, you know, that's a little different. It's like you have a dog, you know, or and <laughs> have a dizziness problem. It's more about, you know, what you're navigating through, not quite right. Using not quite right instead of other labels is actually important as well, um, because it almost shows a container of people that are dealing with so many different types of um, illnesses in the area of um, chronic severe dizziness, you know, and even outside of that. Can relate to this particular program and i think you help push that 
loving um, um, idea a bit more. And sometimes people need to wrap their head around that because when you first read that, and if you're not, you know, programmed that way, it might come back as a bit of a surprise where you're like, well, what does that even mean? Yeah. Well, it really means what it says. Give yourself a chance to adopt a different way of thinking as you navigate this particular healing journey with the Rocksteady program. And also, I think first and foremost, in order to heal, we have to heal the relationship with ourselves. And that is the heart of self-study. You know, even in therapy, we can't lean on a therapist for that because that's the therapy relationship or with our loved ones, you know, our partner or our friends and family or our doctors even. They're all external relationships. In order to really heal the relationship with ourselves, we need to spend a lot of time with ourselves. We need to listen deeply. We need to build that friendship and that relationship and we need to learn how to mentor ourselves and how to become, in a sense, our own coach, our own therapist, our own friend, um, our own lover. And that is self-study. So I think it's a very rich process and I really believe uh, moving forward if I think about my grandchildren, I really hope they grow up grow up in a world where they're not trained, hey, go talk to the doctor, go talk to your teacher, go talk to your parent. I really hope they grow up in a world where it says, well, listen to your body, what are you thinking? You know you best. And they're trained from a young age to really stop, pause and feel and that process is normal for them. Um, and I'm excited about that. I think I think the world is shifting and we're moving away from expert models and expert dynamics and really starting to levelize ourselves that, you know, I'm just as much expert about me as the, the MRI technician is expert about the MRI kind of thing. That's what they're good at. This is what I'm good at. We work together as a team. That is just a more empowering way of looking at the medical model rather than feeling helpless, hopeless and powerless and buying into that goose chase, spending lots of money, asking questions to the wrong people who can't give us that answer, like scientifically, you know, it's like, saying to a doctor how do I get rid of my symptoms is pretty much as good as saying hey can you teach me to play the piano <laughs> and they'll you know so we have to be careful what questions we're asking and get much better at asking those questions to ourselves yeah and you know in all fairness just to relate it to my direct journey there's an opportunity cost to going down that particular road of just trying to find what solution might be out there and I mean I think everybody who's listening to this you know, if there was a solution where you could snap your fingers and not quite right was gone away, et cetera, we'd all want that. I mean, the reality is that sounds phenomenal, but you're also not really honoring what it is that your body did in the first place to get you to that state. You know, that's an important part of the journey. It's like you feel, you know, bad and, and you got to honor that and you understand that, but why? And, and, and have you really taken a second to understand why your body might feel that particular way. Cause like you just said, you are yourself. Like I used to always tell my family members who I care a lot about and who mean the world to me. I'd always say, you don't understand. You don't understand. And, you don't they, understand. Could. and they could. And, they, no, and, and, and I would tell them right away. And I hope that they understood that. I was like, but it's not your fault at all. You don't need to in some ways. Um, but your support, you know, for me in other ways, of course, but they don't need to, and they don't because you're going through it yourself. So what you just said and relating it back to, it's almost taking charge of the fact that you're putting an importance, not on your symptoms, but on your life and what you want to feel and the way that you want to be throughout the rest of your life um, as your symptoms evolve. And when I say evolve, to be frank, decrease, because you know that can really happen. So I think some people out there, Joey, wonder, 
well, you know, is this program going to help me decrease my symptoms? That's probably a question you get all the time. I think you'd get all the time. And part of that answer is really about you. Are you in this just to go through a course or are you in this to understand more about yourself? And if the answer is more the latter, I can genuinely say that you will find relief and comfort along the way. And that's part of just understanding how you're going to you know, go about this particular journey. I think that's critically important to people who even if they sign up for Rocksteady, which I, um, you know, I very much am an advocate to say to do so, I think you should really give it a thought on what you're trying to do when you get there and how you log in and what you're trying to understand within that, rather than simply just, you know, this is a program, it's going to fix me. If it doesn't, I'm heartbroken, like devastated. I think there's too much um, shame as well as judgment along the way, rather than understanding that this program is really tools that you can always go back to, to help you through this journey that evolves considerably. And, and you hit the nail on the head, and I say this a lot, but it needs to be said, we grow up in a world that trains us to be judgmental. We're judging everything all the time, including ourselves, and we're trying to loosen that grip and to become curious and non-judgmental, which means we need a whole new flavor of language to draw upon that is unfamiliar and new. And these are all new neural pathways we're building. You know, how do I treat myself? How do I meet myself? How do I talk to myself and, of course, other people? Um, so, yeah, it's really rich what you're sharing and I and I I hear you and I feel it too and I think for those of you listening who are just like I don't get it judgment no judgment compassion does it get rid of my symptoms or not well the research shows us that yes like over 70 percent of people see a reduction in their symptoms so we are seeing symptomatic reduction and that is important and it's something we can talk about and that's yep. regardless of people's age whether they're 70 80 or 20 it's regardless of their diagnosis because we're looking at the whole person. It doesn't matter if it's mild debarkment, triple PD, vestibular migraine. We're not treating the diagnosis. We're looking at nurturing the whole person. So regardless of diagnosis, we're seeing reduction in perception of symptoms, regardless of time since onset. So whether you've had it for 20 years or two months, we are seeing a reduction in symptoms in the Rocksteady community. So we can talk about that. But I think like Ryan says, we want to get to a place where we're no longer symptom focused. And truth be told, the first time you go through the program, the six modules, it could be all about your program. It could be a little rigid. That's okay because that's where we start. Same in yoga. You just do what the teacher says in the beginning until you have the skills and tools to know the poses to then choose and make your own sequences. So we start a little rigid and we might start a little symptom focused and that's okay. And the next time we go through, we might loosen our grip. We might start calling them sensations we might start getting curious about not quite right sensations instead of symptoms we might loosen our grip from the label and we might start choosing from the program because now we're more familiar with what our choice is in the beginning we're just like well what is that I'll just try it right so I think what Ryan's talking about is that journey of going from being judgmental and symptom focused where we invariably start myself included and we start deprogramming that and then it becomes a way of life Exactly. It, it is critically important that people realize that that particular piece of what you and I are speaking of today to me is the most important because it is a little bit of deprogramming your thought process to be truthful. Well, it was for me and I can assure you that I've spoken to plenty of other peoples in the support community who can relate to that exactly. And I used to actually say that, Joey, well, you know, well after I even bought the program, as you know, it took a while to even log in and start. 
But I used to say, I would say to my brother Rob, I would say to a few other people, what does that even mean? Like, you know, judgment of this, like, I feel terrible. What is that? What is that? I don't even wrap my head around that, but it clicked. And in all honesty, it clicked because of the work that I did to listen to myself a lot more. Like I, I would literally sit with myself and certain feelings during a body scan or longer where I had my eyes closed for a good hour. And was it a little uncomfortable? Sure. Um, you know, I think anything that you don't normally do can be uncomfortable regardless of sensations. Like, you know, I was raised a very particular way of what I knew was, you know, the way that I wanted to be in, in, in the world. And I still carry a lot of that today, which is really good for the makeup of who I am. But the whole process of slowing down mm. and also respecting and understanding what you're going through, you know, the whole, well, is what is what do you mean by shame, judgment, et cetera? Those clouds start to lift. You start to really understand it. And I know even now listening to it, some people might be like, what? Yeah. You'll get there. Um, I think the real message that I would like to say there is you will get there. Get there. Be open to getting there and understand that you shouldn't judge how long it takes to get there. Yeah, it's worth it. It's very, it's very much worth it. I want to really um, finish up by sort of pulling apart that statement you had about, is it uncomfortable? Sure. When we're stuck in, in our symptoms, our judgment and our trauma, I'm going to call it. So when we're really at our worst and we're feeling helpless, hopeless, powerless, we do tend to just live in that judgmental space. And our window of tolerance from a nervous system point of view, it's not able to handle much. So it's like, I don't want to go down the shops. I don't want to be around noisy, loud people. I don't want to answer questions. Stop talking to me. We can, we can really push the world away when we don't have the tolerance or the capacity where we're not available for those neurons to be firing. So we can withdraw and, and push away, as in we can isolate ourselves and withdraw, or we can completely shut down, numb ourselves, freeze, and go into the world with this pushing through sort of hardened, unfeeling approach to life. We're emotionally unavailable. We're switched off and we're just coping, we're surviving. When we start to explore this neuroplasticity space, we really open up our capacity to be with awkward and unfamiliar sensations. So rather than sort of going, this is way too noisy and fast and I'm overstimulated, we sort of relax, we body scan, we allow ourselves to feel the noise and the clutter and the questions and the stimulation. And we take a moment to breathe there and we go, hmm, well, can I stay with this? Is like, Am I okay with this? Or am I feeling like this is enough for me right now and I want to remove myself into a quieter space because that that's what feels more nourishing. So we're not sort of in this pleasure-seeking and pain-avoiding knee-jerk reaction. We're actually pausing, opening, feeling. The nervous system's not rejecting it. We're actually letting the data in. And then we're making that choice of agency. Do I stay here and get a little curious? Or do I take the path of nourishment and pull back? So these unfamiliar and awkward sensations are no longer deeply uncomfortable. We don't hate them. We're not running. There's not these big emotional loading. Yeah. And that's where language is important. And that's this is the space of non-judgment. So I hope that's helpful just to sort of a little deepen. Absolutely. That. And I mean, we won't go so far into it just because I think you really need to wrap your head around it in, a, in the program. But you speak yes. about avoidance behaviors as an example. And... Understandably so, somebody who might be, you know, laying in their bed feeling dizzy is, is not thinking about going to play basketball today, as an example. But I can tell you that I was that person 
and I still go play basketball. And there's a journey in between that of the way that you feel comfortable to do so and why, you know, to give yourself the best shot for what I'd consider rewiring and balance is by doing the activities that you enjoy and love. Um, and, you know, whether it's basketball, hiking, you know, and I have a few others that I'd have to say are very much a part of what I enjoy doing. It could be anything that you love, but does it make you feel um, content when you're doing it? And I know you're going to go through feelings where you, you have, you know, an avoidance for the right reason because of potentially, you know, symptoms that are derailing you, but stick with the program, understand and listen to a lot of like what I'd consider crafting your program looks like and avoidance that leads towards, you know, just shutting off everything is not where anybody wants to be. You might take a day where you have to, you know, try to relax and do your thing. And I understand that more. So um, I've done that, but I, I think if you look at the other side and say, well, I want to still do all those things. Can I? Well, you can. And there's ways step by step that you can get there. And that's what the program does. It takes that what I'd consider small tips and nuances that help you through this journey. And you layer them on top and it keeps building up this really strong foundation at its core. That's all, that's all the neural networks. And there's a difference between saying, well, I just want to go have a cup of coffee with my friends and I'm going to force myself and push myself to do it, even though I'm feeling awful. That's not neuroplasticity. That That's not going to help. But it's about saying, okay, well, I really want to have a cup of coffee or meet up with my friends. How can I support and nourish myself to go about that in a very gentle way that my nervous system stays in that blue zone and is able to stay open and available and feeling so I'm not actually bypassing. So if I go in, if I go to that meeting with my friends from a trauma perspective and I push myself and I force myself and I'm frozen and I'm fighting and flighting and freezing on the inside, that's the red zone and and the neuroplasticity is inhibited and so we're just sort of suffering but pretending we're okay and so there's this massive disconnect between the reality of what's going within and how we might be presenting to yeah. our friends that's not neuroplasticity and a lot of people think well i'm just doing what i want to do right shouldn't i be better no we have to learn how to drop into that blue zone be emotionally available sense and feel what is real for us stay authentic with that and be clear about it with our loved ones you know um, and, and be gentle and kind and loving enough to be honest about how we're really feeling. And again, have all these tricks and tools to shift our perspective and language so that we can nurture ourselves to get to where we want to be without bypassing the feeling of it. Because we've got to take all of those feelings with us and actually feel them as we go and have the coffee with the friends or play Absolutely. basketball, etc. You know, and I'd say with that and exactly what you said, it relates to two things. One is don't fear what you don't know yet. Like, and I'll get to that in a second. The other is what you just said of using the right dialogue in yourself when you're going to an event. If you're dreading it because of X, Y, and Z well before, I can assure you part of you is going to dread it during the process as well. And if, instead of something that you look forward to, it's actually something that you feel like maybe I'll just get better if I do this, or maybe I'll just go out of the house because it may help. If you change the dialogue and you don't fear what you don't need to fear, I feel like you're on a winning formula for yourself as you could curate your program through Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah. 
we could go on and on, but there's a lot of false alarms that can hold us back where we don't need to fear, but we do fear and we fear the fear and we live in the fear and then we hide the fear and pretend there's no fear. And we start lying to ourselves about the fear that's really there because we don't want to feel the fear. And there's just these perpetual cycles of not really being honest and not really feeling. And the brain is confused. So we feel more confused and we feel more overwhelmed and we feel more symptoms. So a lot of this is about getting through this complex mess dropping into what's simple, knowing what's a real life threatening thing that we need to respond to and know how to do that and know what's a false alarm that we can disengage and then shift our radar towards our desired sensations and build those new normal pathways with a methodical supported process. We haven't even touched upon the live group calls, but there is a lot of support, global support, troubleshooting, people understanding what you're going through and sharing that journey, sharing their insights, sharing their questions, sharing their stuckness. Yep. And the container of Rocksteady, the program, really is the gift that keeps on giving. It's so much more than I thought it would be when I built it. It's just blown my mind. Mm-hmm. So I really I really urge you listening, if you're feeling like you need the support and you need the encouragement, go to seekingbalance.com.au, learn more about the Rocksteady program and if it's a good fit for you. If you're in financial duress or you're in a third world country or you know if you've got the financial um, needs, Contact us. We have scholarships which are very generously distributed to people all over the world to make sure there's no financial barrier for folks with these chronic symptoms. It's a very inclusive community. And, you know, we understand that not everybody starts from equal footing. Not everybody has a safe home. Not everybody has a safe country or political and economic stability. Um, But I really want everybody to have as much access to these supports and community and tools as possible. And on that note, not everybody can afford private therapy. It's literally not an option. So the Rocksteady community is there for all of us. I urge you to look into it and to be like Ryan and take your time with it. Absolutely, Joey. And thank you very much for that. Um, that thank you is understated because the truth is without your particular program and your what I'd consider um, guidance, because at the end of the day, you know, we all feel like we could maybe be a little bit lost in general, regardless of dizziness. Sometimes we have that feeling there's guidance in the program. Um, and hopefully it resonates with people. You just provided the right link and access to a very, very strong, uh, and growing community, which is all about awareness as well. So I I really appreciate that. And thank you for that. My pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. Um, I look look forward to to seeing how your life keeps blossoming ongoing. And so congratulations for staying with it. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that a lot. Beautiful. So bye for now and visit seekingbalance.com.au to learn more about joining our community.